when it comes to what is true, we're going, oh, I am truth seeking. I am trying to find out what is the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, dogs and fleas, pull up a chair and sit on your knees. We have a story to tell you that we are still learning about. Welcome to Talk the Walk. My name is Henry Moses. And I'm Gabriel Moses. It is a super happy day. I'm super happy to be here. And thank you for joining us wherever you may be. And And we got a plus one today. A plus one. We're on a roll. Let's welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Jared Moreland. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I felt like... I don't even feel like a third wheel this time. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Plus, we're, we we know a little bit more about what we're doing than we did last Man. time you were here. So I said a little bit. Well, at least the two of us know what we're doing. Yeah. Well, we didn't say we know what we're doing. We said, you know, we know a little bit more than what we knew last time. So We hope so. Isn't that what this is about? Jared. Wow, that was impressive. Mouth. Dr. Holy Father Barfield, that was that was the guest. That was Jared. Yeah, what's up, Doc? He's out of practice. I know. Yes, we want to say congratulations. He's going to kill us for this. He may even edit this out. He might. But so for those of y'all that maybe weren't listening when Jared was on last time, let me finish this real quick. Jared is, is more family for sure, and so is his wife and son and yeah. really all his family is more family to us than friend by a long shot. He's stuck with us, and he can't get rid of us, so, you know, hey. Uh, but friends for life, brothers in Christ for life, and and uh, Jared and I actually did a podcast together about 10, 11 <laughs> years ago, somewhere around there, and, and that was fun. It was terrible. I want to uh, hear it. I, I know. Hear I want to hear it, so it too. bad. I do still have the, the hard drive that we saved those old episodes. Yeah, it was like a four-hour podcast. When we started it, it was long. Yeah. Well, it was only two hours, but we would, man, we would take, we would go to your shop and record it, and it would be, let me just see, I think the phones are. Yeah, something some, There's some kind of. So you'd go to his shop to record? I bet your work? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we would go up there to do it. Oh, we did, yeah, we did it at your desk. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we first started doing it. So we would we were both smokers back then. We would like sit in the shop and sit there and puff up Marlboro <laughs> Reds or whatever it was we were smoking, and, and then go in there. We had Christian news and we had like all kinds really? of stuff. Yeah, oh, we had yeah. a joke and news and current yeah. events oh, and scripture, man. and then spend two hours. That's doing interesting. That. Yeah, Christian news. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Makes you wonder. Well, we don't have four hours though. No, we wouldn't be able to get that much. Maybe in. one day. Yeah, right. Maybe one day. But <laughs> I'm down for that. They, well, even we were kind of modeling it after Wretched Radio. Okay, and cool. uh, they would do two hours, and we thought, yeah, we like that. Yeah, so. we ab- we created the wretched yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, wretched. we took wretched. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> and we thought we were supposed to make the show wretched. So we did. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, so we did that back then. But, but uh, Jared, you're a pastor. And so this might be, the, yeah, this is a, yeah, he is the first pastor that we've had on here and that. So, you know, people have been wanting wisdom on here for a while. Oh, my gosh. So 
we feel like we're bringing wisdom onto the show. I'm just a work in process. I'm just going to set the standard as high as possible. If you drop the ball, that's on you. Thankfully, I control if I talk or not. So yeah, I'll just yeah. sit here. You're and not be the quiet. strong, silent type. So no, no. <laughs> let, let those gums run. So I heard somebody say this past week, guy talks so much he has abs on his jaws or his or on his gums. Oh, man. Yeah, just nonstop. <laughs> Is that where your abs are? Yeah, right here on your gums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Oh, I, I have abs, but they're. Buried between Jello and pudding and yep. cake yep. and pizza. I have a keg. Yeah. Hey, you got a six-pack. I got a keg. Just buried. The six-pack's down there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you just laid a keg on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Well, we do want to say congratulations to Miles Barfield, our producer. Yep. And uh, dear friend and brother. And he got his doctorate. Yeah, I know we tease him a lot, but what a... Oh, admirable thing gosh, and just to yeah. honor him to put in the work to do that and yeah. one of the wisest yeah. people I know persons uh, I'm not good at grammar uh, anyway yeah people but just one of the persons wisest person I know we tease him and say doctor holy father and we have all these jokes but kudos to you Miles yeah great job yeah. for putting in the work yeah if we weren't jealous we wouldn't make fun of him that's exactly right so this yeah facts like, man, that dude's smart. I don't know what to do about it. Think I'll make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to try to drag him down. Yeah. yeah. So I can feel better about myself. And That's he's, right. He's he's wise enough not to take the bait. No, he's, he's got his kinda, doctorate now. He just moans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Grunts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The That's first time I shot wise. him something about it, because he wasn't going to tell anybody about it. The only way I found about it was because I'm friends with his wife on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she posted it all, you know, on Facebook. It's a big deal. It is. Put it's it up there. Deal. Yeah. Hard to do. But when I'm I not that committed. Hit him up about it. He's like, This is why I don't tell anybody. Being all grumpus. <laughs> <laughs> the thought of going back to college for any reason, I'm not that committed on that. There ain't no way. No. no well, way. I, I mean, I already know everything. I don't need to go back and learn more. Exactly. I'm, Miles is trying That's to get to our level. That's why we had you on here. Man, I shouldn't have said that. That'll backfire on me. You did. <laughs> So now you're setting the bar high, so everybody's yeah. gonna be expecting these. And you're a pastor. Yeah. Like we bring <laughs> people with titles on here because we don't have any. This is painful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I have loan officer title. Mm -mm. That's so got nothing to do with that. Doesn't have anything to do with it. So no. No. Help me. Okay. Nice, nice try. So welcome, welcome to the show, Pastor. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. This is your second time. <laughs> second, second time. Second time on. Second time. And we're hoping to have you on more often um, as a recurring guest when you can. And yeah. that's, so that's why we kind of changed up days so that because you're such an important man, you got your high rise office. Oh my gosh, here we go. And all that. You and Joel Olstein hanging out, kicking it together, <laughs> sipping lattes and you know, up there at the top of the tower. So did you fly your helicopter over here to are we is it time to segue into the Oh, no, no, no. We got like 10 more minutes. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Henry, Henry's just getting rolling. He's just getting <laughs> amped up. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to make, you know, help everybody have an understanding of who you are so as a person. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Just a dude, man. Just a homie. I'm just a dude trying to figure it out. Yeah. Just a dude with a helicopter. I wish. Yeah. No, I don't like helicopters. <laughs> It's a little sketchy. Yeah, it doesn't always work out so well. Weight balance is really important in a helicopter, and I 
challenge. Yeah, there's too much challenge <laughs> I add to that equation. Airplanes are better. They're going to be having to push forward on the yeah. joystick the <laughs> yeah. whole time, like with both hands. Yeah, let's holding keep that joystick forward. <laughs> we got to keep the tail end up, fellas. <laughs> Jared, can you come stand and, here? He'll be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at least they know I'm a fat pastor now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounded like something else. I know, but I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to kind of run that, rerun that one through my head there for a second. Yeah, that pastor. <laughs> People be playing it back. What would he say? What would he say? Yeah. That sounded like an Austin well, Powers. Put it, put it on the record player and play it in reverse, and you know, yeah, you'll have the true meaning of that to pop out at you. Oh my gosh! So how's life, Jared? How's how's everything? Life's good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. How's everything with the, the ministry? I know you're doing, well, how many Bible studies do you have? So we have a marriage group on Wednesdays, and we have probably 15 and you've been couples. This is our 11th year at the home yeah, we're at, yeah. but Angel and I have been leading the marriage group for, gosh, probably 20 years now. Wow. And then I have a men's group we do on Sundays that's just become my favorite group. It's just been awesome. Oh, is that your favorite group over your marriage group? I, Yeah, kind of, for yeah. different reasons. But, yeah, it's it's just different. It's Maybe because it's newer, uh, yeah. it's pretty awesome. I yeah. like it. Got a good group and of guys. How big are those two groups? I know the marriage ones. Marriage group, we run about you know twenty five to thirty people, and then the men's group, we run about eighteen guys. Okay, man. And you do yeah. that at the church mm -hmm. every Sunday. Yeah, it's a short group. We do it between services. Yeah. And I, when they asked me to do it, I was like, man, I don't know if I can do a group in thirty or forty minutes. But it actually never feels rushed. We just. We read the Bible. We watch a little video that's like a 10-minute video that kind of unpacks the Scripture, and then we discuss it and pray and have some ministry time and dismiss. But it's been awesome. Seeing some guys' lives have really, really changed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're at Trinity Fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. yep, yeah, Trinity Fellowship yeah. Church. Yeah. And so y'all just meet up there at the church and, mm -hmm. and uh, do that. I didn't realize it was – for some reason, I thought it was before early service. But that no, they cool. have an early service at 9 – and then the late service is at 11.15, and yeah. they have sessions. They call sessions in between and uh, for prayer, if you want prayer or any type of ministry like that. So we it's considered a session, like a Sunday school class. Okay. Yep. So we do so it in how between. big is the gap then between services? So we start at 10.15, and we're usually done by 11, and because the second service okay. is at 11.15. So we have 45 minutes, and it's plenty of time. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. We have donuts, oh, wow. coffee, and the Word. Can't answer um, more than that. Hence the need to push full throttle on the helicopter. On the helicopter, yes, yeah. yes. I'm feeding. Getting I'm, all those free donuts. I'm feeding the fat. Feeding yeah. the fat. <laughs> feeding the fat. I know I strained my fat the other day. It, it's still recovering. Except I really don't like donuts. Usually the donut, the guys eat donuts. So you don't like donuts? Not really. From donut stop? I just don't care for donuts. No. I used to, but not much anymore. Man, bagels. Be careful. Well, if I start in on them, I'd rather a burrito, breakfast burrito. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. Mm -hmm. It depends on the mood, and if it's from Huds. Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. So yeah, okay. And then the wife is doing better. She's Angel is doing phenomenal. She's had some serious, pretty serious health challenges over the last couple of years. Well, it's been longer than that, but her doctor really started diving in and trying to get to the root of some of the mm -hmm. stuff and. Man, Angel has lost. This wasn't a weight loss journey by yeah. no means, but she's yeah. lost sixty pounds. But she has 
discovered some food sensitivities and things like that. Yep. And literally out of 10 days, she would probably have one good day out of 10 where she felt pretty decent. Man. And today she probably feels decent nine out of the 10 days. She feels really good. So yeah. she's Dude, a different person. Due to yeah. diet. Yeah, most of it, it was all about the, she was having migraines and things like that. And she's now found, she knows what foods do it. And if she messes up and she'll know if she accidentally got some soy or something, yep. it'll just tank her bad. So she's got some hypothyroid stuff and food sensitivities, but the food changes have helped everything else. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think that's true with any of them. I yeah. mean, yeah. God created us a certain way. He knows what we need, you know, uh, for our bodies and kind of going and, re you know, we have the ability. Back in the day, they wouldn't have had the ability to research that out and have the full understanding. Now you worry about all the stuff that goes into the process mm -hmm. and things like that. Like, I mean, the, the older I get, the more I'm like, mm, if it comes in a box yeah, or, you know, a can... I'm kind of nervous a little bit. Yeah, it's unreal. I'm like, Ooh. well, in our bodies, I've, what I've learned through Angel's journey is our bodies were designed to heal themselves. Our bodies are so resilient. Yeah. But we've put so many things with chemicals right. and toxins and right. additives that uh, I remember Angel saying, you know, I'm learning to put in my body what my body wants, not what my tongue wants. Yeah. Because our tongue... You know, our taste buds oh, yeah. will deceive us, but our body craves fruits and if vegetables. If you could just and, chew it and spit it, mm -hmm. do the chew and spit, you'd be all right. But who wants to you know, spit I, out a cheeseburger? I know it's so hard. <laughs> it's not happening. But why is it? Like I, I try to think. No that. way. It's you the can't. it's the it's like the like lust of our flesh, right? Have you there. ever actually tried to do that? I've done it. You've done it, me too. Yeah, I tried to do it. And I, it was the most unnatural thing I've ever. That's done. so weird. Feels like a waste. You can't do yeah. it. You just better not. Better not put it in your mouth at all. It's like cigarettes, smoking, but you can just sit or any kind of habit. You, you can't, you can't tinker. No, you can't tinker with it. You got to say no. I Man, there was this guy at Pantex, or at, at, when I worked out there a long time ago at the plant. Sorry, I messed up on that. But <laughs> there was this guy at the plant. That he was like a kind of a bodybuilder type dude. Had like two percent fat or something. I mean, no fat on him. And he would do that, man. He'd have bags of. McDonald's. Well, or he's what? a better man than and I. And he would just chew it, spit, chew it, spit right there in the break room. He It's like it. telling a guy you can go into an adult club and you can look, just don't lust. Yeah, right. That wouldn't work. Well, yeah, it's just like it's best not to go in. Best not to oh, go in. Oh, best not to go in. Yeah, so just don't put the crap in your mouth. Don't put the crap yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. Just don't eat it. Yeah, just don't entertain it at all. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But if I could just chew and spit, I'm like this. I like I like I do a meal, a healthy meal, then a naughty meal, then a healthy meal, then a naughty. Justification meal. works all the time. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like I can't. Just I sin one day and then I'm righteous the next. I sin one day and I'm righteous the next. It all goes hand in hand. I'm like I'm, I'm not trying to be legal. By His grace, we're saved, man. Yeah, I do think like having these things, you know, having them every now and then, <laughs> like for a cheat meal or something like that, you're okay. But, you know, being able to enjoy it. But, man, if you're just pumping your body full of this. You know what, though? We're still talking about food since we're, we're definitely still talking about food. Well, we're just still talking so, about food, yeah. On the clear. food level, I'm like, some some people, all of our bodies are similar but not the same. No, no. I'm like, some people can't no, get no. away with almost any. And other people, you That's see, true. what was that guy on it that McDonald's? On it was that McDonald's documentary, Super Size Me. The guy would eat like seven or eight. 
cheeseburgers or whatever mm. a day. A Big Macs, Big Macs a day. He didn't. He was standard looking. How did he get away with that? That's messy. So we, you got to know yourself. I don't Angel, that. I love your saying she knows the right foods. Now she has nine out of ten days that are good days. Yeah. I mean, there we go. Instead so it's of just not it's just not worth it to her to you gotta know what you are. Mm-hmm. Learn what your body is good with and not good with. Well, and you have to practice discipline in all aspects Period. of your yeah. life. Yeah. The Bible says do everything you do, do it as under the Lord. I mean, that means Except that's food. Like everything. Right. Right. <laughs> like we actually, you know, should be living our lives wholly under the Lord, including what we Dab onto our tongue. You know, Jenny's been making bread lately. Oh, yeah. She's been cooking. She's taken on this idea. She loves to cook rolls and biscuits and bread. And she made some and brought it up to the office, Jerry, the other day. Wait, what was that? Today we tasted that? Or was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Mm -hmm. This was the best bread I've ever had. And it did make me think, for whatever reason, I'm like, this is really throwing her way up there. But it made me think of... Biblical times. The bread looks so so correct. Yeah. It looked different. It tasted different. It felt different. I do think God would be proud of... I think Jesus would be proud of uh, <clears throat> like our pit boss smokers and how we figured out how to cook a steak. I mean, I'm telling you, Jesus missed out. <laughs> he didn't get to enjoy that. He didn't get to do the grilling. I mean, they had cows. They didn't have a pit boss smoker. I don't I mean... I feel like he's in all time, so. Yeah, but I, I think like you missed he missed those to, For those like. There may be, you think there'll be a pit boss smoker at the the marital feast? There's probably been some upgrades in heaven over time. He's probably like, yeah, we could use one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, much, so much for the wisdom. <laughs> Henry's struggling up here. I'm like, I like where Jared's at. Yeah, here. I guarantee he's like, hey. <laughs> God, I think we could use one of them. They've got that figured out. Hey, our little sheep thought of something we didn't think of. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I like this. Or it's like they finally figured it out. Now we can have one because they figured it out. No. He's like, they think that's actually awesome. Yeah. We're easily just, entertained. Just yeah. wait till they get here. Like, now that is encouraging. So 17 minutes in, everyone's yeah. forgot that I'm a pastor. So that was oh, my goal yeah. with that whole topic. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is a cool thought. Like, if we think those things are so awesome, what's what's going to be in heaven? Exactly. I mean, that smoked meat, this and that. <sighs> so let's say it this way. <clears throat> Paul and Peter and James, they didn't get to eat like we got to eat. Like there we, we go. get to eat. There we go. There we go. The fish. Yuck. If it comes out of the water, it's nasty. No, I love that stuff. But, I mean, if we're going to get down to it, man, red meat is better. It's better. Way better. You know, that's just the way it is. Now, if you choose not to eat it for whatever reason you choose not to, (laughs) good for you. But red meat is better. Yeah. There's no denying that. Red meat's better than a white meat. Give me a ribeye. Pink meat. Yeah. And I haven't had lunch today. I haven't had breakfast or lunch today. The truth is red meat is better and truth, no matter where it comes from, is still truth. still truth. It's still the truth. That's right. Whether it comes from me, you, enemy, <clears throat> truth is truth. Truth is truth. We should talk about that a little more. In a in a in a era that we live in today, where they say truth is relevant. Yeah. The idea is that truth is relevant to to whoever you know. Whoever your own truth is, your truth. This and that, you got little T truth, big T truth, 
The fact is that truth is truth. Truth. Period. Truth. truth. And lies are lies. Period. No matter where they come from, right? Mm-hmm. So, Gabe, this con- this concept was your idea. Why don't you take it and run with it and kind of lay out what you were thinking on it? Well, you know, I've 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 enjoyed over the years the fact that God is God. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not debating either one. Darn thing. I'm <laughs> like, yep, yep. And usually my older brother, you're like, yeah, guys, he's yep. not lying. He's telling some truth. Can I get a witness? <laughs> up in here. <laughs> yeah. Actually, and so, I did bring one. Yeah, yeah. we got Jared. Yeah. Yeah. This is going well. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared's known me long enough to know that is true. He concurs. Do you concur, Jared? Yeah, but I could I might be uh stupider. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't say we were smarter. We were just agreeing that he was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all. That's all. All right. So that that's a comfortable place to be, knowing that I'm an idiot and that he is God. Mm-hmm. He is wise and he is kind and loving in the most perfect way. In per in the mm-hmm. perfect way. Not the most perfect way, but the perfect way. Mm-hmm. So we can rely on that and it's nice. But also, I was going, man, I've been in arguments with people. You for sure. You mm-hmm. and I have we've, show for we've show. scream yelled at each other. Like yeah. we've we've barked oh, at each so other. Childish, yeah. Gotten physical, shoved each other. Yeah. yeah. Thrown big red all over the place. Thrown different drinks. Yeah. It just did whatever. Whatever happened to be Jared's around. thrown drinks too. So Jared has <laughs> thrown. <laughs> Not at my brother. Yeah. <laughs> but a sister yeah. in Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things get carried away. But also in those moments of yelling with people, have you ever heard someone you're you're like riled up and you're screaming at them and they're screaming at That's you, but so hard. then yeah. they say something that is still true? Yeah. And you're like, uh, Shut the yeah. crap up. Don't speak truth yeah. to me. We're just being belligerent yeah. children right now. Don't yeah. say something that's true. We're just we're just being idiots. Mm-hmm. All right. Can't we just be idiots for a second? Mm-hmm. But then they do. A person in the middle of all that ridiculousness says something that's true and you go yeah yeah that is still even though they're screaming it mm-hmm. and they're screaming it hatefully is it not still true mm-hmm. is it not still the truth and so that's the idea or the idea being what if a little kid comes up and says something mm-hmm. a little eight-year-old tells you something and you that you didn't know it and it catches you off guard because it was wise it was true it just doesn't matter where it is if it's if it's coming from a Satanist. They speak the Bible. Well, the Bible's still the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's still the living, breathing word of God. They speak the word that's in the Bible, but they do it in a way that's trying to prove their point about Satan or whatever. Is it not still true? And that's just that's that's the thing. That's what I was feeling whenever I thought about this. Is it's it's a it's a great thing for us who are we're What's the word? Uh, fickle? We're fickle. Mm-hmm. Fickled. We, we change our minds all the time. We're we're not as reliable like God is. People change their minds and they, oh, they yeah. do different things. It's nice to know that the truth is reliable. It's it's not it's not something you can change. You could say that it's not true, but but God's word is the truth, and it's still gonna always be true. No matter how we try to change it up, no matter how we wish it wasn't, you can wish it's not true. You can wish the mm-hmm. truth isn't the truth all day long, but it is the truth. Mm-hmm. Truth, yeah, truth is absolutely truth, no matter where it comes from. And 
We know that Christ says, I am the way, the truth, truth. and the life. No and one no one Father, comes to the Father, yeah. But through me. But by me. And that's reliability. But I just love that because I was thinking you. about that just the other day. The idea, you know, people call it, like to call themselves truth seekers that aren't uh, Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm a seeker of the truth. And I, and I, I used to always hate that. Like, oh, I'm a seeker of the truth. So I'm gonna, and and uh, but the the scripture also says that uh, he who seeks me will find me. Matthew seven seven. If you seek me, you will find me. Yeah. Right. And so Jesus says, "Me, who am I? I am the truth." So if people are seeking the truth, whether they know it or not, if they're truly seeking it, now I think there's some people that just say that as a cop out, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a truth seeker, you know, basically saying, "Ah, we're all going to get there through the same, you know, through different roads, this and that." And it's mm-hmm. just kind of a cop out. Mm-hmm. But I think if somebody actually is a truth seeker, there is only actually one truth. actual truth. That's right, and that is Christ. And you're therefore seeking him without realizing you are seeking him. You yeah. will find him. Yeah. You will find him. So it, so it's important to be willing to consider truth um, is what you're saying. Now, now obviously, we're not really. Well, I guess what I'm saying is say that somebody doesn't ever come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Say so they, it doesn't, but it, you know, they can live a, a secular life, mm-hmm. a a life of serving a false god. They can do whatever they want. The truth is still the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's an amazing thing for us to rely on. You you just saying it like that, I am the truth. That's a crazy <clears throat> to say, you know, I am the truth. God God being able to be the only one who could say that, but I am the truth. I mean what would it take? We're so full of lies and so full of deceit. All all people are. There's so many people, and we see this today, that are trying to create truth, but they are seeking truth. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it is so important for us as Christians, I mean, I think we really should be praying diligently for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ because the best way for if there's someone in my midst, which we all have people in our midst that are truly seeking the truth, they may not know they're seeking the truth, but they are seeking the truth. They're searching for answers. And Mm -hmm. so many people get saved because they see something different in you, Hank, or they see something different in you, Gabe. But today, Christians look too much like the world. And there's a great harvest of unbelievers to be had. There's so many people looking for truth. And it's so important now that we really are trying to display the fruits of the Spirit, mm-hmm. that when things are frustrating and tense, we don't freak out like everybody else freaks out, oh, that we yes. maintain joy and patience and peace and self-control yeah. because it's in those moments they're going to say, man, everybody's freaking out but you. Why? And then we can share truth with them, and then they have found what they've been seeking. But if we're not careful, if we look like everybody else, we could be the reason they don't find truth. That's right. I'm reading a book That's right it. now called "The Secrets of an Unlikely uh, of an Unlikely Convert." Uh, the Secrets of an Unlikely Convert, or the Secret Life Secrets of an Unlikely Convert by Rosaria Butterfield. Um, and so, I don't know if y'all know who she is, but she's a, a former lesbian activist, extremely intelligent, 
professor, uh, former professor at Syracuse University, tenured, like just, just yep. very, yep. And, and so she was hardcore into her life of lesbian activism. Uh, and I don't, we don't have enough time to dive, but I, I would highly recommend checking out the book if you get a chance. Not very thick, um, extremely deep, very deep truths in it, and it really makes you think. But one of the things that made me think in the book is she said, um, one of the things that she ponders is, does if if she were the only Christian left alive, and all other Christians have been wiped off the face of the planet, would how she lived her life be enough to make people believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. Come on. And the truth of Christ. That's good. I love that. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's it's the way powerful. Does she walk in truth? I think that's kind of what you were yeah. pointing to. Do, 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 do we walk in what we say we believe? Right. What we profess to believe with our mouth. And and it was a very interesting book. She was she was talking about, you know, the her issues that she still has with Christians, and she's been a Christian now for a very, very long time. Um, but, but the weak stance that we present ourselves, the how little time and thought that we put into our salvation and our walk, and actually knowing the truth and being prepared to give arguments in season and out of season, and have these, you know, basically we as Christians kind of use gotcha lines and stuff like that. And I'm convicted on that myself, you know. Am I? What's a gotcha line? What is that? Gotcha line, like little zingers, like uh, witty, quick. You, you know, see it Christian more. Lines. You see it more on, I think, on social media because mm-hmm. you you don't you've always been in a debate with someone or had a disagreement, and then mm-hmm. two days later, they post a little meme on Facebook that mm-hmm. you know is directed towards you. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. And, yeah, just gotcha. Okay. You know things gotcha. like that. And I was gonna say that is. You know, non-Christians expect Christians to be to church on Sunday, like go to church on Sunday, go to your life group. But if we're going to go above and beyond and really walk it out, mm-hmm. it's got to be when nobody's looking mm-hmm. or when they are looking because everybody can be a Christian on Sunday. I've never seen anybody act heathenish at church. I mean, yeah. everybody's usually <laughs> on their best behavior. Yeah. yeah, But they're looking to see how we act outside of that realm. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen a fist fight at church? No. Not me either. Oh, everybody gets along, hugs. Me Me and Angel used to get in fights every Sunday before church. (laughs) I mean, we're two songs into worship, and we're hugging and apologizing and (laughs) feel bad, convicted, and all that. Well, because we get in the presence of God, and we're intentionally there. Yep. So you're saying you don't walk in the presence of the Lord? Times I don't. Yeah. There's, yeah, Did I mean, you try to do a gotcha on him right there. That was a gotcha. Line. Was that a gotcha? That was a gotcha, gotcha. line. But the truth I'm is, learning. yeah, I mean, I it's easy <laughs> to read my Bible and pray Sunday mornings before group, before Wednesday group. We pray at group, and then sometimes we think that's enough to get us through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I love to lean on my own understanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. It's terrible. Well, it's I'm bad. Flesh. It is. It's what we. It's what we naturally do. Does that make it, does that, that stands to reason that you think you have some good understanding then? Yeah. You know, you like you think, think pretty good of yourself. I'm like, I, I do too. I'm sitting there thinking about, I'm like, I actually think that my understanding is good or else I wouldn't, if I didn't trust it so much, wouldn't I spend more time in the word? Wouldn't I, wouldn't I spend more time in prayer? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So you you do you, I was talking to a, a coworker of ours at the office named Heather, and she was telling me 
that at, at here a couple of years ago, she was their family was going through something hard, and she was reading and praying, or actually praying, for anywhere from thirty minutes to three hours a day, every day. And I believe it with her. I'm like, I do believe that. That is unreal. Mm. I've never, I've never <laughs> in my life prayed longer than twenty minutes. Straight. I cannot remember a time praying longer than 20-ish minutes straight. You know, my boss encouraged me, and I've only done it once. He wanted me to do it once a month. And I did it once, and it was amazing. Uh, He encouraged me to go on a day of solitude. Uh He said, take your Bible, journal, don't take your phone, just go spend time with the Lord. So I went to... uh, Right out here off the loop. Is it Wildcat Bluff or something like that? Uh, anyway, it took me a while to get settled, but I uh, I went on this day of solitude, and it was eight hours of just me and God. And I turned my phone, I turned it off to where only Angel could get through, like if there was an emergency. And I'm kind of weird, like going out by myself. I don't go to Palatine or Canyon by myself. No, no. And because uh, I'm afraid I'm the guy that's going to trip and fall and have to cut his own arm off or something. And I'm not going to do that. No, with that, make, with that, that little make a movie about you. Little, yeah, little but, knife. So I, I, yeah. I wanted to take my phone. And I'm like, I want Angel to be able to track me if I come up missing or something. <laughs> and so, but I turned off all notifications and I spent a whole day. And it took me about an hour to settle down. And. Uh, but my senses got uber sensitive to what was going on around me, the wind blowing. Yep. I had the most amazing time with the Lord. Like it's probably the, my favorite day in my entire life. And I've only done it once. And I don't know why. why? And my boss is like, I need you to do that once a month. Mm. Like it's, mm. like, eh. <laughs> I like, I, I think what a, we like to be God. Uh, this is a painful reality. So the, oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like you're 100 percent right. We do. Gotta cut that out. It, it's not a good fit. We're not. We're lame. So so coming back lame. around to to the truth end of things. Yeah, we rabbit trail. Yeah, I know which we can do so often. So you so so what you're coming the direction you're coming at, Gabe. And I, I want to ask: Was there a was there something that made you think about that? Was there an uh, particular situation well you probably said something that was actually right and it made me think well truth can come from anywhere it can come from anywhere yeah even henry henry (laughs) yeah well broken the whole broken clock there's nothing special or magical about it 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 crossed my heart i think the lord put you know lord puts stuff on our hearts all the time all the time and this one it was just going just the reliability Mm -hmm. of god he's reliable we're not we're not reliable. If you look someone in the eye, you can know that person's not reliable. Mm-hmm. Anybody you look in the eye is not a hundred percent. God is a hundred percent unadulterated reliability. 100%. So, so you're talking about the importance of being able to recognize truth. It is no matter where it comes. So. And and I like that truth seeker thing you were talking about. Yeah. I'm doing some soul searching. I've heard it put that way. And it, you know, of course, it's perfect. It's it, The world will always be a deception. This is one big deception we're looking at right mm-hmm. now. There's nothing reliable about this. It's, it's just baloney, pure baloney. 
So, so people are pitching stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Is the motives of a person's heart good or bad? It's bad a lot of the time. It's selfish. It's not just good all the time. Uh, uh, and and so when it comes to what is true, we're going, oh, I am truth-seeking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am trying to find out what is the truth. And we know, you know, the only place you're going to find that is in the Bible mm-hmm. and in your walk with Christ. You're not going to find it. You might you might get a little bit of truth, though, from somebody. Somebody could speak some truth, and they will. And a lot of Christians are, that's our whole thing is iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. But the idea that no matter how in unreliable things are, get in the Word. Have your relationship with God. You can, we, we're brothers in Christ, all three of us sitting here. And y'all have helped me a ton over the course of my life, a ton. Like for the listener, there's just no way I could tell you how much Jared and Henry have helped me in my life, in my walk with Christ. But y'all are still just you. And sometimes the mm-hmm. things that, that y'all say are pure nonsense. Oh, pure nonsense. anybody that listens to this show knows that. <laughs> you know, yeah. the things I say sometimes is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I feel well, let, let me ask silly. you this. What's the purpose of looking for truth in any direction? Because I'm sitting here, I've got a couple of thoughts on it. Because I'm, I'm like, well, well, to what end? Are we hoping to get truth from anybody that we talk to? Are we hoping to learn a lesson from everyone? Which is one way to look at it. But here's a different way to look at it, or a different kind of angle to come at it from. What if someone in spitting out some truth, even if most of what they say is foolish, if it doesn't give us an idea? Of where to start, and I think you're like making... a seed that's maybe been planted in that person, or a, um, a a phrase that they that they speak truth out of, and it and it helps you understand. There's where their truth there is. There's something that we can build on there to help to point them to God. You see what I'm saying there? I think I do. <clears throat> I hope I, I hope I don't. Totally miss hear what you just said. We have a lot there. Yeah. We have a deal in business where we we say something, we ask the person, "Now tell me what you heard." And sometimes yeah. they repeat back, and you're like, "That's not that's not what I, what I said." Yo. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me start from the beginning. I was yeah. reading, so I was thinking about this last night, and uh, I read in Psalm one nineteen. I don't know if you've ever read Psalm one nineteen. I didn't long. read it all. It's the it's, it's a long. long. <laughs> so verse one sixty of chapter 119 of Psalms says the entirety of your word is truth and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. And I was like, how does that go along with what we're talking about? So I started researching who wrote Psalm 119 and it's it's anonymous, but a lot of uh, scholars think that Ezra Mm -hmm. wrote it and Ezra was just a scribe, but he was a Jewish leader. But the premise behind that is, you know, they were trying to rebuild a bunch of destruction and he was trying to encourage the, his fellow Jewish people that God had not forgotten them. Mm-hmm. And so what I took from what you were saying is when people are at their worst moments, we have the greatest opportunity to encourage them with truth. But you see a guy that's he thinks he's got it made and he's living on top of the world, and we get a little frustrated because they're arrogant and flamboyant, but they're rich and they got a lot of cars, and just life is great because money is a poor substitute mm-hmm. for God, but people use that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when we try to attack them 
or argue with them with truth, and they ain't hearing it. Mm. They ain't hearing it because they're like, I don't need that. I've got everything. So that's what I was just thinking about last night is when we want to, because we also know in Proverbs, we talked about this earlier about not arguing with a fool, mm. but then you should argue with a fool. And that's kind of what I took from that is there's a time and there's a place. And uh, truth, the truth will set you free. But yeah, the truth yeah. will set yes. people free. No, it will. But uh, I think we just, the Lord, we got to wait for the Lord to open the door and give us that discernment to know when it's the proper time to have that's that discussion. That's what I'm saying. Kinda, I think that's it, yeah. We it try kinda, to rush the process it, well, sometimes. Kinda, but it, can it be like you're looking for a glimmer of light? Mm-hmm. You're looking for a glimmer of light when you're witnessing to somebody. Like I love to watch the videos that that Ray Comfort and the Living Waters group do. Have you, you all yes. ever watched Ray Comfort? Oh, yeah. And when he goes out and witnesses in the streets, so, so wonderful. Todd Friel does it. Kirk Cameron does it. They go out and they minister in the street and they witness to people. And, man, they take a beating from these people sometimes. Mm-hmm. But they're so good at navigating that conversation mm-hmm. and in trying to bring truth to these people. It's like they'll take things that they say and then they'll – use that to to ex, kind of expound upon what they're trying, the message that they're trying, the truth that they're trying to bring across. So if you just find one glimpse of truth, like mm-hmm. I say, like like I was thinking about the other day, and I and just I came to realize, wait, if somebody actually truly is seeking the truth, whether they, or not they know it, they're seeking Christ. So yeah, it's like right. something like that. If they say, I'm a true seeker, you can know, and you know there's some tr- there's truth in that. And you're like, yes. You say it as if we're on the same page. Like, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then you take that glimmer of truth. It's like a glimmer of light. Yeah. From then. So one, one angle is yes, if somebody's speaking truth to you, whether whether or not you like them, whether or not uh they deserve to have any say so in your life, whether or not they're of the proper maturity level, mm-hmm. you want to glean from that truth. You don't want to just automatically throw it out. I remember Pastor Jimmy teaching on that a long time ago. Um, but 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 I think the other angle, and just as important, if not more important, because we're called to share the gospel, is being not being so, you know, putting a wall between us and somebody we can't stand, let's say. Right. And like anything that comes out of their mouth, I'm out on. It's a lie. And whatever they say is a lie. I don't want to hear anything they have to say. You know, what if they do speak a truth and that gives us an idea of, okay, here's a seed that's been planted, a seed of light that we can use to minister and witness to this person and, I think and build from there. The Holy Spirit's moving on us when something is spoken of truth. As you have moments where it's like, boom, the light goes off and you're like, that is something that's been missing from my life mm-hmm. all my life. And I think that the Holy Spirit puts it on us too. With in our walk with Christ, with the Holy Spirit and with God, I think that He's moving in our lives. And when somebody says something that is true, if it's truth, because God says I am the truth, we would recognize it. I think it would strike us as the truth. With, with the Holy Spirit ministering over us, I'm kind of reaching there a little bit, but I'm like, we were made by God. We're his creation, made in his perfect image. It's, it's just the same way that I believe that every person knows in their heart of hearts there is a God. Some people don't. They say, no, there's not. 
I'm like, I don't believe you could ever truly believe that mm-hmm. God made you. Yeah, Scripture says only the fool has said in his heart there is no there God. There is no God. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. And then the same thing with the truth. I'm like, we'd recognize him. And then, of course, the person who's not looking for God, I, I bet it's pretty easy to ignore mm-hmm. the truth and be like, that's a load of bull. That's not true. I have a uh, very, y'all know who I'm talking about, but... I'm not going to dishonor him or put his name out there, but I have a very dear man in my life, uh, closer than you can imagine. And, uh, you know, he was raised in the church, and uh, he knows what the truth is, but he's just on a different path. He's part of the LGBT community right now. Mm -hmm. And, man, every time we'd get together, it was just this tension and this fighting and I was so aggressively trying to force the truth down his throat that it just created tension. And mm-hmm. I wasn't hearing what he had to say, and he definitely wasn't hearing what I was having to say. But a few weeks ago, he and I got to spend about three hours on my back patio, and he got to share whatever he wanted. I just I just went a different approach, kind of let the Lord lead it. Yeah. And I let him talk about his lifestyle, and, you know, some disgusting stuff that goes on. But... I was able to share truth in a way that was received like I've never seen before. And uh, there was a respect there. There was some acknowledgement of, yeah, I'm, uh, we're my community's missing it. I'm like, no, you're missing it all together. But we made some headway in our relationship. Like our relationship's at a different level today because of that conversation. And uh, just like you said, mm-hmm. Hank, I found some glimmers of light to share truth and just kept planting seed and planting seed. And God will harvest that. He will water it. He will nurture it. I mean, we don't save anybody. We just introduce them to Jesus, mm-hmm. and God does the saving. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that I've turned this man over to God, and they're like, hey, I'm just going to let God deal with it, and I'm going to mm-hmm. steward it the best I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've had the most progress sharing truth with this person that I've ever had in the last eight years. Wow. And... Uh, he didn't get saved or didn't rededicate his life that night, yeah. but he walked away with, we walked away closer than we've ever been, and I didn't have to change my stance. He acknowledged he knew where I stood yeah. and respectfully accepts that. And uh, I accepted the fact where he stood because that's where he stands right now. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I could have used all that time to tell him he was going to hell if he didn't, you know, but it would have not been fruitful at all. Well, what, what what's the, where are we trying to get to? Are we trying to prove ourselves right? I want him to fall in love or with Jesus. Hoping that, right, they come to know Christ. Right. You know, and that's the, again, going looking back to on that topic, to that book that I'm reading right now. Um, boy, she talks about, you know, she she was um, you know, very postmodern and she was writing, uh, she was writing this article coming ahead. I think it was a newspaper uh, editorial that coming out against the group Promise Keepers. Mm-hmm and toxic masculinity and so on and so forth and, and really coming against them and, and uh, patriarchy, all this stuff. Well, <clears throat> obviously she's going to get a lot of what? Hate mail and a lot of yeah. fan mail, right? Yeah. yeah. And so she had two boxes, one on each side, and two big Xerox boxes. Y'all know what those look mm-hmm. like. Oh, yeah. And that mm-hmm. had been emptied, and she would put fan mail in one and hate mail in the other one, mm. right, and on both sides of her desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, she gets this letter from Pastor Mike, and uh, and Pastor Mike was disagreeing with her and disagreeing with her stances, but but gentle and loving, 
and just asking questions about her stances, challenging her to, to go deeper in her thought and mm -hmm. her understanding of why she thinks the way she does and so on and so forth. Really wrote this beautiful letter, um, and uh, and she read it, and then he also put his phone number on there if she'd like to call him or and discuss further. And uh, but but was not was very kind and loving and showing truth and light and love to her. Uh, anyway, so she she takes this. She she doesn't know what to do with the letter. She doesn't know which box to put it. Yeah, <laughs> put it in the fan mail. Do I put it in the hate mail? Yeah. Like she is she couldn't. So it sits on her desk. Wow. And she's she's like she she can't stand for anything to be out of on her out of place. It has to be in a place. And here's this letter sitting on her desk that she can't figure out where what to do with it. She needs so, a, she needs a third box. Yeah. Well, it was the trash can. Three times she threw it into the trash can, mm. and three times she pulled it out of the trash can. Couldn't <laughs> oh, stop dude. thinking about it. Praise God. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Pulled wow. it back out. I thought about this. it. I love this story. Just amazing. I mean, I'm telling you, go read that book. But it speaks very much to to what we're talking about here, man. This dude, look. I do believe there are times that you have a short period of time. We should be out witnessing on the streets. I love people that do that. Absolutely. I feel like we, and short encounters, having tracks, you know, to leave with people and share the gospel wherever we go. That's a great thing. But I also, cause I'm, cause you know, people say people argue against relational witnessing. Right. And I kind of argue against right, relational witnessing because it's become very much Christianity, especially Western Christianity, this idea that, to be able to witness to people, we have to, we have to have, we have to get to know them first, and we have to do all these things, and, and that's the approach. Um, so I'm, you know, me being me, I tend to swing all the way the other way when I start thinking, wait a minute, there's some problems with this. Um, what if they don't have it tomorrow? For one thing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That's a problem. But we got to get to be best buddies before we can share the gospel. Um, so I'm, I'll go all the way to let's go to the right comfort, get in the streets, and. What if both are right? What if it depends on the situation? What if seeds been planted? What if truth has been planted? And we, you know, we we need to be looking at it. some people. It may be we have a brief encounter in the street, and we hear a glimmer of truth that they do. We 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 take that and run with it, and we witness to them. But then you have these other situations where it may be the long haul. Everything doesn't happen immediately, you know, and and we feel called to to share the gospel through a letter, through a uh, interest-peaking letter, right? Yeah. Something that the Holy Spirit's going to use as a seed to sit there and and uh, marinate it and fertilize it and do all these types of things. Well, I know the guy I was talking about earlier, I went through a mode of his life where I was trying to sell him some fire insurance. You know, I was just hard press, hard selling him. Yeah. And I wasn't getting nowhere. So there's got to be a balance there between that. I mean, heck, Lazarus was dead. Hey, Jesus, Lazarus is dead. Mm. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, right. So, I mean, he didn't go running or, I mean, he didn't save him from dying. He raised him from the dead. So mm -hmm. I think there is that balance of the long haul versus the, my mom was on her deathbed. Right. And I really didn't want her to go to hell. And so I had a very pointed discussion with her yeah. when she was still cognitive and could make the decision. So I told her, Mom, 
if you don't get this right, you're going to hell. Like I just was very blunt, <laughs> but it was an urgent matter. And <laughs> this is not a joke. Praise God. She gave her life to the Lord right then. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of urgent because I was relationally witnessing to her. But when it got to the end, it's like, okay, we got to change the time. Like it's time to be direct. Yeah. Mom, There's no sugar. Coat we've yet. talked about it for years. Like, Hey, like you're not going to live much longer. We know that. Yeah. I don't want you to go to hell. Do you want to go to hell? Well, no. Okay, well, then let's do this. Okay, she starts crying, and we do it. So there is that balance there. And people fight. People fight God so much and so hard. I'm like, God, why do you fight him so hard? Why don't you let him be the Lord? What is is the big thing? But I've walked with the Lord all my life, so it's easy for me to see his greatness. I'm like, he is wonderful. He's amazing. Well, it's like we were talking about earlier. people who don't, man, they just. Well, let's go back to the food we were talking about. This wasn't on the podcast, but when we were, or was it? Were we talking about food on the podcast? No. Uh, no, I think, I, oh, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it got recorded, but <laughs> we go back to that. Uh, somebody that finally gets it and loses weight and gets healthy. Yeah. Then they like get annoying. They're like judging everything you put in your mouth. Yeah, I can't right. believe you'd put that filth in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, like I did with, dude, with your dip a few minutes ago. Yeah, like, dude, the you've thing. been resisting yeah. God forever. Yeah. Now you got and now it you got it, and up. now you want to know why they can't get it. What well, took you 30 years to get it, to so get chill it. out. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. And you got to look for small wins. Yeah. 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 And you got to look for progress. What is the, again, it comes down to what is the end goal, and understanding that it's not us. We're not leading them to anything. You know, every good gift comes from the Father above especially salvation yeah. above all things, right? It's not us. It's not because we said everything perfectly, did everything perfectly. But I think whenever, whenever, you know, nobody likes a salesman. Nobody likes, you know, Gabe and I are both salesmen. And really you are too. We, we all work in sales. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're always selling something, yeah. a vision, a dream, right. a leadership style, Nobody, a product. No, yeah. some people want to hear from somebody that believe what they're talking about. Absolutely. Even if they're not the best at, at putting it into words, if they can see that you believe wholly what you, what it is you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, then they're more likely to at least listen and consider, mm-hmm. uh, especially in sales. Like if we, if we approached it and we just have our, you know, uh, our typed out monologue that we're just going to spit out, right? That's what we used to do when yeah. it was wretched. Yeah. Yeah. Did we really do that? <laughs> yes, we had no. And I tried yeah. to kind of do that a little bit whenever we were first doing this too. But but um, you, nobody wants to hear monologue. People want dialogue, right? That's for you, Jenny. Nobody wants to hear monologue. People want dialogue. But. That's funny. But if we're just sitting here presenting our monologue to somebody, just spitting facts at them that we're reading off a of paper, there's nothing relational in it. And nobody, they don't even really believe that we believe it. Right. We're doing a job. But if but if we're presenting to people, but we're presenting what we know to be facts and truth and how we can bless them and help them and what we've got that they don't and that they need, then even if we're not fully you know, the best at putting it into words, they're going to be a lot more likely to consider after we leave what it is that we talked about. Well, are you know, I just thought of this. Are we the Christian, because we all have these people in our life. Think of your, I mean, 
everybody's going to, their mind can go here. You run in, you see somebody across the way at Walmart or the mall, and they're either the Christian that, and I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the sinner, like mm-hmm. somebody that's not living for Christ. Will they walk across Walmart to find you to get a hug to say hi? Or will they run the other direction and hope you don't see them in the store? Because there's those ty- there's those two types of Christians. Mm-hmm. The person I was talking about earlier that I've been able to, mm-hmm. he used to avoid me and Angel at all costs, would never come around. Mm-hmm. But now it's not intimidating. He does he's not he doesn't not want to be around us anymore because we were not trying to just mm-hmm. argue and monologue. Mm-hmm we have dialogue and we just let those opportunities come. But I hope I'm the person that if you're the worst sinner and we have a relationship and you see me in public, you want to come up and say hi because you know I'm going to love you and I'm not going to beat the snot out of you because we're on a different side of the truth at this point in life. Yeah. That's so Because there's so many people yeah. that you we all have those people. If we see them, we're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to talk to him. All, all he's going to want to talk about is Yeah, you fake like you didn't see. Yeah, and I you mean, just I leave. I did that in the grocery store at Sam's Club yesterday. Avoided somebody. Oh, yeah. I was talking to somebody, and so I'm here. Then the person in the next. The people listening uh, can't see your hand movements. Well, right. So I'm in one <laughs> section, and then the person there, I'm talking to a person in front of me, and then beyond that person is the other person that I don't want to see. Just didn't feel like talking to, because it's always been awkward anytime we've been around each other. Right. And so I'm trying. You know, it's almost impossible to be looking at someone and the person standing behind them. Who was it? That you, you know, y'all don't know him. But it, was, <laughs> it was somebody from the old factory. So I just was trying to keep kind of a glazed look over my eyes so that it would look like I wasn't paying attention to anything beyond this person. Oh, Yo, yeah. And it's I'm the first boy. time you maintained and eye I contact. Felt, even though I didn't do anything wrong, like I felt, oh, yeah, I stayed locked in on the person. But I was trying to rush the conversation and get out of that line before that person had a chance to say something to me and all that. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to be that type of Christian that, that people try to avoid like that. Right. Like that. Which to be fair to this person, I just knew this person was really long winded and I didn't have much time. So I was like, I don't have time to do this. You're all feeling confused. Oh, I felt bad. I did feel bad, but hopefully people would at least feel bad if they ignored me. Then, you know, they'd be like, I like old Henry, but he's too, Long-winded. Mm. I got to run. But it's not, <laughs> it's not a matter of, oh, gosh, here comes Mr. Legalist who's just trying to get his monologue out. And, yeah, well, you know, beat me and beat me. Isn't that a horrible and, place yeah. to put ourselves as somebody who, if we're, I, I kind of look at like one-dimensional, mm-hmm. a one-dimensional Christian, one who they do not hear or um, other, other, but somebody else talking. They only know what they know, and they and they believe that's the only thing worth being spoken. Yeah. And um, how is somebody going to gain any truth or hear even what we say if you're a one-dimensional Christian? I'm like, no, that's a person. And it doesn't mean we compromise the truth or the gospel. That's it. We're not doing that because that's this can it. be this. Topic and this message can be deceived that all they're just trying to water down the gospel. No, I'm not going to water it down at all. No, but I want you to know that I love you. I, I, I know. So you. what are we saying? Like, just you know, if they won't hear the truth, then 
you're dead to me. Well, I mean, do what, you what are we talking about? Do you follow Jesus because you love Jesus, or you're just because you're scared of going to hell? Both. I mean, Both. right, it is. But I, I'm glad that I love Jesus. I mean, it's there's a healthy fear and a respect, yeah. and that's a whole other conversation. But but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Like you should, like, the fear of the Lord, not the fear of hell. So but the, the fear of what the Lord, he says, don't fear man who can destroy the body. Rather fear me who can destroy both the body and the soul. Right. It is, we fear that him. is a legit thing. You should be. If you're not walking with God, then you should. Are you the, the one that created all and can destroy you for forever? Like that's eternal destroying. Well, I love it because what you just said there was something that was a deep rooted in my um, when I started to know the Lord and we were raised in God, but I remember whenever it occurred to me, am I following him? Because I was scared to dadgum death of burning alive for the rest of eternity. Right. He wants or, a relationship with or us. Am, or, uh, you know, wait a minute. Isn't, am I missing? So this is the way it was yeah. as a child. I was scared mm-hmm. to death of mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. Scared to death. It's the beginning but of wisdom. Then, right. yeah, but, but then, not, yeah, but then I realized... Wait a second here. It also means I won't be with God. I won't be with Jesus. I won't see the there Holy Spirit. I there won't be go, with him. I wait, it's a way. And so the, I love just, you know, just on a general note, I'm like, yeah, that that's some truth right there. Yeah, I but want the, you to know Jesus. Number one, I don't want you going to hell. Yeah. Right. But I want you to follow Jesus because it's awesome and he's an amazing father. And I want you to fall in love with this person and have a relationship with this amazing father. That we've ne- none of us have experienced until we had a relationship with him. But then that's my mom. message. My message is not you're going to hell for acting that way. You know, I, I'm, I know a guy specifically well, think, that he thought that if he went to hell, yeah. it was just a they were going to get to party every day. Oh, it was going yeah. it was going to be hot, yeah. but they were going to get to party every day. And, but he but he never knew the goodness of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why that's why I think it's both. Like we're so quick to it is to, both. to leave out. Some people just want to read the New Testament, don't want to have anything to do with the Old Testament. You right, know? right. When, if, in fact, it's a whole story. That's why I say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I like you that start because there, oops. and then you grow to understand what you've been saved from. How can you be appreciative of being saved if you don't know what you're being saved from? Right, right. Look at what in exact followings in accordance with that. Look at what Jared said with sitting there with mom. Mom, you're yeah. going to go to hell. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. gonna go to hell. Like th- th- this is not a joke. Like you're, I've tried, I've tried the relational yeah, thing, you know, mom, and yeah. it, we haven't got there yet. Like <laughs> we got to. You're not hearing me. You're yeah. not hearing me. You're gonna go yeah. to hell with Satan. Yeah. And you're gonna not be in heaven with God. Like this is. Let's get, cut it down here. Right. So I do. It is both. It is absolutely. This is all the reality yeah. of the truth. Yeah. This is the truth, whether you like it or not. And the truth will. Set, set us free. free. Set, free. set us let's, free. Let's throw it. I want to us free. Even me. Even me. Even me. I'll throw a couple of, another thought on it. What's that? That other one. To thine own self be true. I'm like you. These are all things that are important. True. That's not a scripture. True. Yeah. No. It's a, but it's a yeah. but it's a well known thing that you should yeah. be doing. If you're not truthful with yourself, you're usually not truthful with other people right. either. And you're not you're not on that road that seeker road mm-hmm. truth seeker road like. Yeah, be truthful with yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be, you know, you might wish something was true, but don't don't let it become what you think is true. I'm like, that's not that's not good enough. 
Amen. We got to end on the note. I know. We we'll end on that note. We gotta, yep. Jared has a place to be, but we're going to try okay. to have you on here. Thanks for having me. More often. Yeah. We've been trying to do this for a while. So it's, man, that was fun. It was we awesome. We really appreciate you coming and joining us. And so, and, and bringing a little more credibility because with your whole yeah. with your <laughs> pastor title. Oh my God. Help us. Hey, hey. So on that note, you wanted to say a quick prayer to close us out? Yeah. Father God, thank you so much for just, uh, being here with us and uh, for every person listening, whether it they're a, whether you're a non-believer or a believer that's just trying to reach someone, Lord, I pray Jesus, give us your wisdom, uh, give us your understanding, uh, give us your truth, give us the hunger to read your word, Lord. Lord, I just pray for every single person listening here that they would uh, embrace the truth, that they would grow in the truth. And Lord, give us the courage to stand firm on the truth. There's so many attacks. It's it's getting harder and harder to stand firm on the foundation in this world, in society's eyes. So Lord, I pray that we uh, use us to be difference makers, put people on our path, Lord, to, uh, to speak the truth. Lord, help us to, uh, to lead others to Christ. Lord, bring us a harvest of people to love and to disciple and to minister. Lord, just thank you for this great opportunity to be here. We just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. I already know everything. I don't need to go back and learn more. Exactly. Miles is trying That's to get.